Hello, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to another episode of Crash, the UK Geek Podcast. This is episode 325, recorded on Friday, the 24th of July, 2020, at 1727.55. I hope you enjoyed the last episode when we talked about the Doctor Who serial from 1974, Robot, that was part of our Retro Revisit episode that we do every week, hopefully every week, most weeks. This is the second weekly episode where I talk about all things geek. Let's start off the pre-show section with a couple of announcements. The first is that We might as well get used to it. COVID-19 is here to stay for the foreseeable future. Yes, there is news of a vaccine, maybe, which sounds a little more optimistic than I feel, but we are going to be living with this and other stupid infections for quite a while. So, what I'm saying is screw it all. I've been doing the virus diary since at least the beginning of March, and I'm just sick to the back teeth of talking about the same damn thing every single week. Goodbye, and good riddance, virus diary. If you were enjoying those updates, first, what is wrong with you? No. You know what, I'm sorry, if you were enjoying those updates, Although they seemed very depressing to me, I'm sorry. Just take it as read. Things aren't great, and they will continue to be not great regarding this novel coronavirus. And that kind of cancels out any reason to concentrate on it exclusively in the pre-show section. What else? Okay, yeah... There was a little hiatus between that splurge of shows in Dune and now, but don't worry, more shows are on the way for all the wrong reasons. And those reasons are, in addition to COVID-19, things have not been great in the Tower of Roy. (laughs) I can't and don't want to talk about the reasons for that, But the upshot of this is expect more shows with less depressing personal content as a way of me not dealing with all this crap. Ah, escapism. Yes, escapism. That's why I'm doing it. And that gives me the title of this week's episode. Escape, as in escape, and the escape key on the keyboard as well. Very metaphorical, very symbolic. And so it is Friday here. It seems hotter than usual, or perhaps I'm just more tired or more unfit or exerting myself more. It seems a little clammy lately. I don't know if that means another heat wave's on the way. I know it was hot just recently after that other heat wave that we had that almost killed me. Okay, I'm slightly exaggerating, but it did make me quite sick. Didn't have heat stroke, but I did have heat exhaustion, and I'm glad that that's not happening yet. 
I hope it doesn't happen again. It's just too hot. Global warming, man. Global warming. Oh. Anyway, I said less depressing news and here I am. In the last episode, I was moaning about how I couldn't really see that well with my current prescription. I think it's not just that. It's I had a migraine attack over the past few days. That hasn't helped. And also, I'm just tired. Tired from lots of things that I'm doing here to output more podcasts, to do more writing. And being tired does affect your eyesight. Hopefully that's the reason. Hopefully my prescription hasn't changed. Because when that happens, that's expensive. You need new glasses. And it's a little distressing the older you get. Because I'm also having some hearing problems. I had another ear infection. I now have a huge pile of crap from the doctor. Lots of potions and things to pour into my lug holes, which is reminiscent of that time when I had lots of things to pour into my eye holes. Oh man, health just doesn't get any better the older you get. Oh, and that abscess that my mum had, it was a gum abscess. That has gone away, thank goodness. That was pretty distressing. Although, in the great scheme of things, it wasn't the most life-threatening. It is very painful. If you've ever had an abscess in your gum or root canal problems, you'll know how incredibly painful that can be. I've also had those problems, so I know. Anyway, after last night's taping of Crash, and then today's editing of the Doctor Who episode, and really no sleep at all because of the energy drinks I needed to keep me up that late, I was so tired today. I had to do some chores, had to drive around and get prescriptions, and go shopping, and... In the middle of that, I fell asleep for five minutes in the car park. <laughs> it was a refreshing, though too short, nap. Although I've caught up with a little bit of sleep, and I've had some more energy drink. Nameless, because they are not a sponsor. I am now back in what I laughingly call the recording studio. I say laughingly, though compared to many other people's recording studios, some who are presenters on TV, mine is a lot more like a real recording studio. But it's not one of those recording studios with a £35,000 desk with about a million faders that you have to drive. It's more modest than that. Though it is convenient to have that recording studio. Why am I talking about recording studio? Because I'm in it again and I'm recording. So enough waffle and let's get on with the show. Let's start off with culture. Let's start off with film. And I saw The Old Guard this week. In The Old Guard... A group of immortal mercenaries are led by Charlie's Tron in this action-packed and, I feel, original premise. But also formulaic in terms of the way the plot moves forward and the action scenes. Very formulaic. The way it ended also played like a TV pilot. 
though it was entertaining. Incidentally, when you hear Charlie's Thron, tall, elegant, and immortal, and a warrior, no, they are not vampires. Which I can understand, because how obvious a high-concept plot that would have been. But a vampire A-team, on the other hand, yeah, high concept, a bit cliched, but a vampire A-team, how cool would that have been? Ah, after seeing Charlie's kick-ass with axes, swords, guns, and her bare hands, I don't think she bites anyone, what a pity, and she could have done if this was Vampire A-Team, after seeing her deal out a serious amount of whoop-ass in this film and in others, like Fury Road, Oh, Hancock. Yeah, terrible film. She was okay in it. Actually, I say Hancock was terrible. I kind of liked it. And yeah, of course, others. I really wish she had been in more action movies earlier in her career and ditched the modelling a long, long time ago. Also, and this is a weird one, is it me or is she turning into David Bowie? What is wrong with me? It is probably me. Forget I said that. Oh, I can't now that I've said it. Unless I edit it out. No, I'll leave it in because it is a fairly strange thing to say. What's an adrenaline junkie bike career to do after a fatal wipeout? How about inheriting a weird box, partnering up with a lethal and sexy reporter, and going on the adventure of a lifetime? Join Geeky Axe Rocker and his enigmatic partner in crime as they are drawn into the mystery of the century deep in the dark heart of London. It is a secret that will change their lives forever, if it doesn't kill them first. The Horrors Box is a very dark, very funny, fast-paced, action-packed, suspense thriller brimming with pop culture nostalgia and unique characters. If you liked Raiders of the Lost Ark, the Goonies, National Treasure, and Preston and Child's Agent Pendergast series, you will love this high-octane and explosive page-turner, as quirky and British as James Bond and Doctor Who, by UK author Roy Martha. Oh, that's me. And this is my book. You can find The Horus Box on Amazon as a Kindle ebook now. Let's move on to... TV. I also finally bothered to see one episode of Avenue 5 to see if I could stick with it. I knew I wouldn't from the trailer, but who knows, and I did want to talk about something in this podcast, so I did finally see one episode of Avenue 5, which is a Red Dwarf-ish show about a space tourism entrepreneur and owner and the crew of the Avenue fleet of space cruise ships. A freak accident on board Avenue 5 strands the crew and passengers far from home. Hugh Laurie plays the (laughs) captain, and you'll be glad to hear that Something regarding his accent changes fairly early on, because it was bothering me. Though, no spoilers, you'll have to find out what that is. And then it gets slightly better. 
Regarding the humour though, I think the dialogue is written zany funny over and above jokes about space science. And those jokes are already good enough to make me laugh, so I don't know why they tried to be zany with the dialogue. I don't think it works very well. That discrepancy makes the show seem clunky to me, like it's just trying too hard. There's also the jarring, gross-out, crude humour that resembles the Orville, which also seemed a little jarring to me, and was one of the reasons I was put off watching the Orville. Which is a pity, as I like science fiction comedy. And yet, even as a fan of science fiction comedy, I still feel both these shows miss the mark. Perhaps it's because I'm English and these shows are really American shows, despite the international cast. Although, on the other hand, I liked the variable humour of The Big Bang Theory, so maybe I'm being a little too harsh. It does, though... I think prove how difficult comedy writing is, given that I don't feel the same way about Red Dwarf, which also has a fair bit of gross-out humour, and any of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy adaptations, whether they are screen adaptations or audio adaptations, I'm okay with those. If I was the scriptwriter, or the script editor, or someone with any authority over the script, I would heavily prune the writing of both Avenue 5 and The Orville to remove some of the pointless extra comedy that's just thrown in for... I don't know what reason. Maybe they've got too many writers. Maybe the budget is too large. Anyway... Back to Avenue 5, yeah. It's not terrible, but it's definitely not something for me, and I almost certainly won't be keeping up with this show. And on to another TV show, a new one this year, and that is Brave New World from some company called Peacock. Know nothing about them, though they seem to be really into bonking. Brave New World is a TV adaptation of Aldous Huxley's dystopic science fiction novel, which is itself perhaps influenced by other works at around the same time. In Brave New World, a young American escapes the Savage Lands, which is a bit like Disney World with guns, of his birth to his parents' high-tech city of New London. His presence there begins a shift in the balance of power within New London's highly stratified society. This version of Brave New World seems to slightly favour American individualism and exceptionalism and competition, over seemingly more inclusive political ideologies. And I'm not swaying one way or the other on this. I'm not saying everything about competition is terrible or everything about socialism is terrible. 
In fact, both don't come off very well in this, although I'm not a political scientist, so maybe I'm wrong about everything I've just said. And anyway, in that way, I suppose it's a little like Animal Farm by George Orwell. Where was I? Oh yeah. I say that American individualism comes slightly ahead in the writing, at least, because our young American manages to thoroughly louse things up. So it's not all one way is better than the other, but I do feel like it's a critique of everything that isn't American. Acting-wise, the guy who played Han Solo plays a quite different type of character in this. I think he is less likeable. And Demi Moore, I think that's Demi Moore, seems to be completely unrecognisable. If that is her, what the hell happened to her? Uh, and now I'm digressing. So what do I think of Brave New World 2020? Look, it's not bad, but stylistically, clearly plays like Westworld without the robots. I cannot see how this will last more than one season. Saying that proves that I did at least box set the first season. But yeah, when it reaches the end, I don't think there's anywhere to go. And in that way, it is like Westworld. And that was Brave New World. Let's now go vanilla for a moment and talk about documentaries. I have been box setting BBC iPlayer documentaries. I have watched a lot of them. The documentaries I saw include the Storyville feature-length documentary films, Inside the Lehman Brothers, Tiananmen, The People vs. The Party, United Skates, which is about the dwindling African-American skate nights in America, and The Trial of Ratko Mladic, the Serbian war criminal. I also saw the excellent five-part Once Upon a Time in Iraq, which, for some pointless reason I don't really understand, was narrated by Andy Serkis. He does a good job, though he seems a little wasted in this, because you never see him and his voice is okay, but it's not particularly distinctive. And it does make me wonder whether he was attached to this simply because of that same old bullshit of having a celebrity attached to your production so that you can hypnotise the funders. Personally, I couldn't see why you'd want to spend the money in that way. Look, maybe I'm wrong and he's involved creatively in some other way too, or wasn't that expensive. But if either of those things are not the case, then I really hope documentaries and other things that do not need celebrity voices stop shopping for celebrity voices and use other people. Honestly, I don't have a grudge against Andy Serkis. He did a good in Curie. He did a good Captain Haddock. Wasn't he Captain Haddock? But yeah, man... Celebrity voice acting. Phew. 
I also caught up with the BBC's long-running current affairs series, Panorama, including one entitled Britain's Cancer Crisis, which is about how COVID-19 mismanagement in the NHS has killed people awaiting life-saving treatment. I don't think that's harsh to say. If you see that documentary, let me know what you think. That's Panorama, Britain's Cancer Crisis. I think the NHS is full of great people, but I think there is a lot of management issues, especially at the top. I also saw another documentary, but for the life of me, I can't remember what it's called. It followed two patients with... I don't know if it was leukaemia or some kind of blood cancer... And it followed them through their entire treatment process. I can't remember which channel that was on, whether it was the BBC or Channel 4, but that was a really good documentary. I'm sorry, I'm letting you down now. just can't remember the name of that documentary. But now, as usual, I'm digressing a bit. Let me bring it back to these documentaries that I just mentioned. All are great, though... Storyville's Inside the Lehman Brothers, Tiananmen, The People vs. the Party, as well as that other series, Once Upon a Time in Iraq, really stand out as good documentaries. Given my wish to escape lately, these documentaries are both absorbing enough to drown out the noisy and terrifying chaos outside, and my personal problems inside, whilst still tethering me to the gritty real world. So what I'm saying is these documentaries are a kind of tough therapy for me. And maybe they would be for you too, if you're dealing with a lot of stuff that COVID-19, the stress of modern life, that living in Britain has done to us, or wherever you live, whatever local stress you're dealing with, then I do thoroughly recommend a gritty documentary to bring you back down to earth and put your problems into perspective. And that is it for the show. Ah, Hopefully I'm now back in the swing of things and churning out these podcasts regularly, though I'm just not going to make any promises because who the hell knows with me? I'm erratic, I'm all over the place, but I'm trying. I'm trying so hard to produce more episodes, to write more, and to just get my life sorted out. (sighs) Before I go and collapse on a sofa... I shall now end the show. The show is produced, presented, and edited by me, Roy Martha, a writer. Martha is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMartha.com. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen and recommend it to a friend. Although Apple podcast reviews are very good, apart from that one person who gave me a one-star rating. Who are you, you cowardly dog? Anyway, I digressed again. You were listening to CRASH, which stands for Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show. It is 
the UK Geek Show. It is the podcast for the culture geek, technology, nerd and creative wizard. This was episode 325, recorded on Friday the 24th of July 2020. And the time at the end of this out-of-control horse-drawn coach is... 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 Oh, now I have to squat down to see the time on the computer. One second. 17, 58, 38. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye-bye for now. Bye.